podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Sam Keir, host of Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. For the past 12 months, I've been talking to T20 star David Visa, getting his take from behind the scenes at the IPL, the 100 and the rest of the world's biggest leagues. That's the Donnelly view system deal. There's no <laughs> ways in my mind that was up. These guys don't know how to win at this stage. He had his driver pick him up in his Bentley. People start chanting your name. You kind of have to pinch yourself. Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. Sport Social. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to The Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Wednesday after Liverpool qualified for the Champions League final, the third in five years, the 10th overall, with a 3-2 victory away to Villarreal, a 5-2 triumph on aggregate. The Reds are heading for Paris. It didn't look that way for a bit of time. The first half went about as badly as it could possibly have gone. Villarreal went one up through Dia after about eight seconds. It was more like two and a half minutes, but you know what I mean. And then Liverpool just couldn't get their footing in the game. And everybody was terrible. Not one person came out of that first half with any credit. The centre-backs looked rattled. The full-backs couldn't get anything going. Poor on the ball, poor off the ball. The midfield was just swamped, overrun. And the front three couldn't hold on to the ball and couldn't make the correct decision to save their lives. Villarreal outnumbered us in midfield, bullied us physically. The crowd was ramped up. It was an amazing atmosphere. And credit to Villarreal, because having lost the first leg 2-0, Many assume that was them put to bed, but they came out and showed why they're here, why they made it to a Champions League semi-final. They came out and showed they belonged. And while the snobs and the Muppets decide to disparage them, and you have that absolute clown, Jason Cundy, who called them a disgrace after the first leg, coming out after the second leg and saying, well, the second half proves I was right. No, no, it doesn't. You were wrong the first time and you're wrong now. You didn't play in the Champions League game, let alone a semi-final. So shut up. You have no idea what you're talking about. What gets me really wound up is Villarreal have been treated like some sort of imposter. They beat Bayern Munich. They beat Juventus. They beat European greats. 
in 2019, when Ajax reached the semi-final, with, by the way, a similar run to what Villarreal have had this season, it was a great story. Everybody was delighted for them. But that just shows the snobbery. Ajax traditionally are a big club. They have European heritage. Well, Villarreal won the Europa League last year. So they have their own European heritage. This was their second Champions League semi-final. And they earned the right to play in it. And not just play in it, but do it their way. And they did it their way. And you know what? It nearly worked. It nearly worked. In the first leg, we needed a massive deflection. A fluke to break the deadlock. That game could easily have ended nil-nil. And then last night they come out and they just dominate us first half. We've got three in midfield. They're pushing seven in on our three. They had four across the midfield. Both fullbacks were stepping up into that midfield zone to press and to harry. You had Foyt, the right back, stepping up on Thiago. You had... Stupin in the left back, stepping up on Naby. And then you had Moreno dropping back in on Fabinho. And Dia when, when needed, because the two of them couldn't do it at once. Moreno was obviously hampered by the injury. But they were overloading our midfield with seven. And the reason it was working was because our front three couldn't get anything going. They couldn't hold on to the ball. Mane and Jota had first touches that resembled a curb in the first half. Everything that went to them bounced straight back off them. So our midfield got swamped. And just before the break, Andy Robertson has himself a nightmare. Kapui makes him look bad, gets a cross in, and Francis Cockeying comes in at the back post to head home. It's 2-0. And then the bedwetters appear. Left and right. Get Naby Keita off. Get Fabinho off. Get Thiago off. Change the midfield. If all three midfielders are playing poorly at the same time, that's not an individual issue. That's a structural issue. If one was playing poorly, and the other two were playing well, that's an individual issue. If two were playing poorly and one was playing well, that could be individual issues. If all three of them are playing poorly, it's not individual issues. That is a team problem. That's a setup problem. That's a structure problem. And thankfully, thankfully, unlike a large portion of the Liverpool fan base, Jurgen Klopp, was not walking around soaked in his own urine. Jurgen Klopp was able to analyse the problem and figure out what the root cause of our issue was. And the root cause of our issue was that the front three couldn't give any relief to the midfield of defence. That the front three and their inability to hold on to the ball was allowing Villarreal to just pour back onto us. Meaning the midfield couldn't get a, a foothold in the game and the defence couldn't step out. So the defence couldn't get set. 
So while all the crying was for Nabi Keita to be taken off and the captain to come on, Jurgen Klopp realized what the real issue was. We were missing someone up front that can make the ball stick. I tweeted at half time. The player we're missing here is Firmino. Without Firmino, Diaz was the clear option to bring on. Someone with a great first touch, someone who can carry the ball, someone who will take a man on, someone that the ball will stick with. And Diaz came on and what happened? And not one of those bedwetters had the decency to come out and say they were wrong afterwards. Not one of them. They should have been taking themselves out for a wee walk after the game and letting their mammies and daddies change their sheets, flip the mattress and whatever else goes on. Instead, they just slept in their own urine and got up today and with chest tried to claim again that Klopp got it wrong, despite the fact that we turned it round and won the second half 3-0. Amazing. Genuinely amazing. If you open your window right now, if you live in Ireland or you live in England, if you open your window right now, you will probably still smell the stench of their bed sheets on the air. That's how bad it was. Diaz comes on, totally different game. The midfield can find their footing, can get things going, can find rhythm, can start completing some passes. All of a sudden, our defence is playing on the halfway line where they like to be. And we look like Liverpool again. And we get a goal back on 62 when it's starting to go really well. We're really starting to dominate possession. Fabinho drifts into the box. Salah finds him. And Fabinho's shot goes through the keeper. There's one. Five minutes later, brilliant cross from Trent. Brilliantly timed run from Diaz. Odd header. 2-2. an aggregate. And then they just had to open up completely. Then they had to just abandon ship and try and get something back. And it's Nabi's ball over the top. Sadio runs onto it. Shout out to my mate Naz, who uh, tweeted a picture of Sadio beginning his run as Nabi clips the ball. Sadio was obviously in his own half. And with all the crying about how UEFA wanted Liverpool in the final, Naz just tweets out, look, UEFA helping Liverpool get to the final. Look how far offside Mane is. And people thought he was serious. And it's, it is now a viral tweet. But Sadio runs on, keeper comes charging out. Sadio beats him 40-odd yards from the Villarreal goal. Foyt gets back, for some reason tries to slide tackle, makes a mess of it. Sadio beats him, rolls it into the empty net. And it's 3-2 in the night, 5-2 in aggregate, and the Reds are heading for Paris. Then Klopp made some changes. Then he brought on Henderson, brought on Simicus, brought on Jones. Uh, then he brought on James Milner a little bit after that, just to see the game out. Brought on the players to see the game out. The change he made to change the game was Diaz. And it's funny because you, you're going to have some people that will just entirely blame Jota. And it's not Jota's fault that things went as badly as they did. He, he himself had a very poor game, but it's just a circumstantial game. 
It's just in certain circumstances, Diogo Jota is not the choice through the middle. And he was the obvious one to come off last night because we needed a bit more physicality through the middle. So Mane switching across solves that. And then we needed someone that could make the ball stick. And again, Diaz solves that. We could have scored five in the second half. Salah missed a couple of good chances. We seemed a little bit, I don't know, desperate to get him the ball, to try and get him a goal. But such is life. Uh, A 3-2 win. Liverpool's 10th European Cup final. No other English team has been in more than five. That's United. Uh, City will attempt to reach their second tonight when they take on Real Madrid at the Bernabeu with a 4-3 lead, which is quite precarious. Salah says he wants Real, and I want Real as well. I'd rather beat City but it's a Champions League final and anything can happen. And they're a great team. So I'd rather, if we were to lose, I'd rather lose to Real. Salah wants Real because of what happened in 2018. He thinks he owes them. Real, I think, for us, probably match up, we, we match up best against them. We match up better against them than than City do. Even though City might beat them, I still think we would be um, would be a worse matchup for Real. They haven't lost the Champions League final though since the early eighties when they lost to us, eighty one. So they're due. They're due to lose. Great stat here from uh, Nick Harris, I think it is, uh, Luis Diaz has played more matches for club and country than any other professional footballer in the world in the 2021-22 season. 64. Of the five players on 60-plus games for club and country, Salah and Mane are both on 60. We have six more games left this season. Luis Diaz could play 70 games in this calendar year. Or this this season, rather. Salah and Mane could play 66. Three of the top five players in terms of games played this year, this season, have been Liverpool players. And they're our best front three. Um, it is what it is. Uh, this is Anfield. Have loads of post-match coverage. Uh, the player ratings are a bit mad, but they're, you know, they're there. You can have a look. Uh, obviously liverpool.com have some have some post-match Naby Keita just proved his Liverpool future after huge Jurgen Klopp decision changes everything the best part about it was I had a an interaction with some fella in Dan Kennett's mentions this morning um who tried to claim that the second Villarreal goal was entirely down to Naby. First, he claimed it was because his pressing was off, and then he claimed it was down to his passing. Uh, the goal was Andy Robertson's fault. Then he claimed he would always have Henderson starting over Keita. Uh, some other fella told me that he would start Henderson over Keita in big matches, despite Henderson's track record of choking in big matches. Uh, and he, he named some fella on YouTube who said similar. Like... Last night's game was not a game for Henderson because he's our worst player 
in terms of press resistance. And Villarreal would have absolutely destroyed him. It was also a game where we needed camera heads. He's not one of them. Klopp got his midfield selection right. He got his halftime right. And if you're claiming otherwise, you might just have a bit of an issue. The team that played from 45 to 75 last night, that's the team. Now, Joel Matip has a claim, but no one else does. That's the best 11. That's the 11 that should start the FA Cup final, and that's the 11 that should start the Champions League final, regardless of who we play. That's the 11. Jurgen Klopp can copy 20 million Borussia Dortmund transfer to secure next Liverpool star. Or no, next Liverpool bargain, I should say. Uh, so this is a piece about a young winger from Freiburg, Kevin Shade, or Shad, uh, German under-21 international. Now, for those that know Barry, CEO of Brand Barry, on Twitter, uh, Barry mentioned him a couple of weeks ago before any of these reports came out. So worth keeping an eye maybe on that one. Uh, Barry does tend to get some nice little bits of information. There's plenty of stuff on the two sites. Do make sure to check out what they've got going on. A lot of good work goes into This Is Anfield, and obviously Liverpool.com tends to be better for like just transfer stuff rather than actual analysis. Uh, On AnfieldIndex.com, there is a piece here called Observations Don't Panic. On last night, there's also uh, the match ratings by Stephen Smith uh, and his little blurb on Man of the Match. And then podcast-wise, we had post-match raw. There was an under-pressure. There's a rape, don't hate. There's a scouted. There's lots and lots of podcasts available to you. So do make sure to check all of those out when you get a chance. And that will do me for today, folks. I will see you tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. And remember, the Reds are going to Paris and the quadruple is still on. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.